And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Afternoon, welcome evening, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us. Um, we have to start with Mick. Uh, there's been rumors abound that he's refusing to participate if we don't sort his new contract out. Um, any comment on that, Mick? Nah, no bother, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, we're sorting that. Uh, good evening, Mick. How you doing? I'm all right, mate. You, yeah, very, very good. Uh, Danny is back with us. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. Top stuff. And Kev Johnson's back with us. How are you doing, Kev? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Good to have you all with us. Um, so, first of all, Kimbo Sports are with us in the comments tonight. They're going to give somebody a free hat away in the comments, whichever they or Mick finds funniest or enjoyable. Give yourself a cap, which is somewhere. Uh, so, be funny, everybody. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, John Morell said, Mick, going on strike, are you French all of a sudden? Yeah, hey, nicely, like it, yep. <laughs> um, Michael Carnell with the girly content, the good lads need, uh, sorry, Richard Brown, we could use some strikers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so here we are, this is the, we're previewing the Good Friday game, the Easter weekend, and how all important Easter can be. Um, so it starts with West Brom on Friday, very, very big one. Uh, let's dive into it. Um, do you want to talk about the Rathbone rumours that were quickly snuffed out last night? I know everyone might give, us, <laughs> give us a chuckle. Should we just tick it off? Because some people might be interested to mention it. Mix on strike on that one. There were rumours, and it, the story's funnier than the actual rumour itself, I suppose. Somebody started a rumour on Twitter that there was potentially rumours that Rathbone was on refusing to play. Um, got snuffed <clears throat> by his dad, which was quite interesting. <laughs> Um, Danny, just a day in the life of Rotherham United. To be honest with you, it's just it's just a lot of fun. You got to go look at the funny side, and is it, I think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when I first saw the rumor appear, it's like 
what? I swear all this just injured. Where's this come from? And then it sort of bubbled away for a little bit. And it's like, really? But then, yeah, Mick Rathbone came out and just basically just went, nah. You know what I mean? That's that's ridiculous. Um, and by the looks of things, the guy whose account it was has mm. since deleted it as well. So that's um, piffled away. But social media is fun. In it, it's it's just it's wacky <laughs> and fun and it winds you up at times. But <laughs> hey, dear, what a carrying on! Mm. Yeah, there's not a story about Tony going to North Macedonia. There's a player going on strike, or, or there's always something. There's Amazingly, always something that around. Macedonia thing's true as well. I know. Like, if I you'd have put them side by though. side, I would have believed the Rathbun one first <laughs> rather than the Tony one, but the roles have been flipped. But social media is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Kev, mm. make anything to anything to add on it? There's not much to say as the real expose on it. Well, uh, that, the Midland Miller whose account it was who got deleted. I, I, I don't know the guy at all, but he does message me now and again. And we aren't going into too much detail. Generally, the stuff he says is bang on. He knows a lot of stuff, but then when he messaged me about this rumour, straight away I was like, can't be true, mate, it can't be true. I'm, I'm the poor, I, says, I wouldn't, because it's lose-lose anyway, you can't win on this, even if, you know, it's it's spread, scared, I wouldn't say anything, even if it, even if it is, which is clearly not, don't say anything, just keep, keep your mouth shut, and he didn't, um, and, and look what happened, he got shot down in flames and deleted his account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Nick, anything? No, no, not really. I mean, it, it's just it's just social media, like Danny said, isn't it? You know, it's full of full of nonsense, absolute nonsense, ninety nine percent of the time. So, uh, and and this this proves to be the case on on this occasion. So, all done. <laughs> there we go. That's the end of that. Then that's not a nice two minute chat on that one. Well done, everybody. Um, yeah, look forward. Let's move forward. Um, the team news is that Olia has a chance for Saturday. Matt Taylor saying in the, in the pre-match work, uh, uh, press conference thing that he had an injection on Monday, did a bit of training, uh, played a part on Thursday. What day? Well, played a part on today, uh, and will potentially train on Thursday to go ahead of the Friday game. Friday games mess my head; so they get schedules wrong. Um, <laughs> even if he's fit, Danny, let's let's say he comes through training perfectly fine. Could you really see Oli starting on Saturday? Bear in mind he's not played for a month. Would it would be a big call to start on it? Yeah, it would. I mean, I don't think he's going to start. I think he'll be an off the bench impact because we don't want to push him too hard. I mean, in Matt Taylor's um, pre-match, he said that there is still a little bit of pain from his injection, mm. which I imagine having an injection in and around that region would be quite painful um, for various reasons, but. Um, yeah, I can't see Oli starting. Like I know we're a little bit light in the midfield now that Keane has been suspended for a game, but I just cannot see Rathbone starting. I think it'll be Lindsay in ahead of Rathbone personally. Fair enough. Would you risk him, Kev? You know, if bear in mind it's two two games in four days as well, which is another thing to think about as well. You got a game so yeah. shortly after. Um, it's it's a it's an important game. Every game is important this stage of season, I suppose, though. It is. I think if I were Matty Taylor, I'd be thinking, which game are we more likely to win? And me personally, Friday's game at home to West Brom. So yeah. if I were going to risk him in one of them, it probably would be on Friday. But then is it too soon? Um, mm. I don't know. Per personally, 
I don't, I don't think he should start. There's no point. Same with Ben Wilds. I was talking about, but I won't risk it. But if I, but if I were going to have to choose one, I would play on Friday and not Monday. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Paramount says, UK, so I'd love to see Rathbone and Wilds come off the bench. Um, Shelley says, even a 50% Rathbone is better than what we have at the moment. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, let's go on to that in a minute, Mick. Let's just sum up the, uh, the running eight games left, starting with West Brom, Norwich. Luton, Burnley, Bristol City, Cardiff, Borough, Wigan. Uh, that's the running, 41 points, three three points above. Reading have got the point deduction, so we have moved up a place since we last spoke, which is news. Um, having a few days to look back at the whole game, where are you sitting and feeling in terms of the big picture? I, I've not really changed, to be honest with you. I think we, we always knew it was going to be a tough running anyway, no matter where we were in division this this. This running with the the the, uh, the size of the teams that we've got to play is, uh, is is all we're always going to be tough, given the position that we're in now, uh, with the injuries that we've got, it makes it even more difficult. And mm-hmm. also the form we've had coming on the running in run into it. Um, so I, I'm not much more positive, despite I got a, I got a rollicking for being negative on the on last podcast from uh, from my my other half, but. Um, <laughs> I, I just at the moment, it, it's the form we can play. The, the the players that we've got out there can play. They're good enough to perform. It's whether that whether or not um, the manager's going to take the the reins off because that's how it feels to me. It feels like he's trying to rein them in and get them to play a certain way. I know I keep banging this same drum, don't I? But we've got to get out there and get in, in teams' faces, um, and we'll be all right. But if we sit back and be passive as we have been, we're going to get absolutely battered, and it's going to be it's going to come down to the last day. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we will get in teams' faces, and I think we will perform uh, for at least some of those games, and hopefully enough to get us sufficient points. But it's uh, it's squeaky bum time now, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, Hull was a step in the right direction in one sense, Danny, that there was a bit more intensity and a bit more getting in Hull's faces. Uh, they really, really did try to play out from the back, and I think we had a degree of success stopping them do that. The issue then comes with the ball, that there's nothing. There was so little with the ball, um, and there has been against Cardiff as well in a couple of other games, that we're very hot and cold. You look at the Blackburn game, you look at the, Sunderland, the second part of the Sunderland game, QPR game. We look like we could have scored a lot more, and in some games, it looks like we could play for three weeks and still not play. That's not score, sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, with the whole game, we didn't manage a shot on target, and then mm. managed. Well, mind you, Hull only managed one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been on to Radio Sheffield saying I think we should play with um, another striker, you know, because it's all well and good having Hugo in the middle of Benny and Fo- uh, on Benny on Ferguson, sorry. But if he's not getting the type of service in which Hugo scores goals, then you know we're not going to score with just Hugo on the pitch. I mean, Obeni does bag a few occasionally, um, as does everybody else. But <clears throat> I think when the game needs to be scoring goals and picking up points, which unfortunately it needs to be with eight games left, and you're in a relegation fight where I think there's what is it three points between five teams. At the minute, so it's all for me personally. Anyway, it's all about picking up points as much as we can at the minute. And if we need a bit more firepower, like I know Wash is in if and maybe for Friday, but I've seen Kelly training quite fluidly. 
in the videos the clubs put out. So it could be Hugo Kelly, maybe, and having your wide player sit a little bit deeper. Um, it's just an idea because we just need goals on the board, unfortunately. Mm. We do, and Hull again. We'll go back to Hull. Kev is one of those games that if that if that if that game was in September October, you sort of saw it going. There's there's some positives there. We did this quite well. We did that. We went down to ten men. We still dragged a point out of it. It's just some of the circumstances mm-hmm. were in. We sort of going, wow, we 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 missed an opportunity there, and it, it just because we didn't create anything. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like you know, generally away from home, you'd be happy with a point, but like you say, with nine games left or whatever it were, and no disrespect to Hull, I think they looked a bit they looked dangerous at times, but. They look, they look slow. They didn't. They, they were there for the taking, and we just yeah. like mixers. We we didn't have the emphasis to try and take that win. We didn't, we didn't look like scoring at all. Didn't create anything. We lacked massive loads of creativity in midfield. Um, so yeah, more just generally, I'd, I'd be happy with point away. But after uh, knowing where we are now and how long's left, I don't think it were enough. Mm. Yeah. Agree. Uh, John Rell says mentions that Reading will get three of those points back when they go to Birmingham on Friday, probably. <laughs> um, Powerman says that he can't see QPR winning, winning another game this season. They're almost a story of the championship, Mick. Like, we're not going to spend too much time on other teams, but QPR were, were top in October, I think it was. They've picked up 12 points since then. Um, they are the team to, they're almost the team to watch. From a from a negative point of view, you know, Huddersfield have picked up a few points, and as the as you're going to do under Neil Warnock, we'll pick up a few points. Cardiff will probably pick up a few points. You could you could see Cardiff not winning another game. You could with, with the way they are, you could that you could genuinely see yeah. that happening. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know what to, what anybody would expect when you employ Gareth Ainsworth. <laughs> I genuinely don't. <laughs> what you're doing is. And, and I, said that, I said that slightly tongue-in-cheek, but what you've got here in, in QPR is a team that likes to play football. They like to get the ball down on the deck. They like to play attacking football, knock the ball about, and and and, and easy-on-the-eye football. So, and, and that's taken them to the top of the league in, like you say, October, yeah. November, whenever it was. They then go on a bit of a, a dodgy run, so they sack the manager, and they bring in a manager who plays completely the opposite style of football. I mean, it could it, they're absolute polar opposites in the style of football and expecting to hit the ground running. It's not going to happen. There is no way that was ever, ever going to work. It was a bizarre, bizarre appointment for me. And, it, and it's been done just purely and simply. Again, it feels like it's been done because I don't know, obviously. It feels like it's just been done on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to play for us. You know, he, he, he's got QPR running through his veins, blah de blah de blah. He, he, he loves club, blah. Yeah, but he's he, he ain't a manager that's going to get you anywhere other than in a relegation battle in this division. He may well get you out of the next division when you go down, but you know, it's, it's just a massive, massive change in football and styles with the same players. It, it was destined for me, destined not to work. Mm. John Morell says the championship watch QPR go win three on the bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Reading, 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 Danny, it's finally been confirmed as six points has been taken off. This has been in offing for well, 12 months, realistically. Um, what, what are your feelings and thoughts? You see a lot of people on social media going, I didn't want to get six points because I wanted to stay up on merit. We talked about the podcast a few weeks ago, I don't care. Let's just get survival, let's just stay up. 
if 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 we if the five teams below us have minus twenty, I'm not really bothered. I just want to stay up. Um, but Reading have Reading were highest in the league, so in theory they should be in a better place to pick up the points needed. In theory, yeah, in theory anyway. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> the whole ordeal you have to feel for the Reading fans in particular. You know, they're not at fault. They've just seen <clears throat> all of it just unravel in front of them, effectively. Mm. Um, Huddersfield sort of just just survived it. I think they only just missed the deadline for it yeah. to impact this season. So mm. no matter what happens with Huddersfield, they'll be starting on. What is it? Minus three, minus six, something like that next season. They're not, not going to admin. Have they not? Did they just miss no, it? No, this this American guys bought ah. them out and checking all that. So, oh no, other guys written off that. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, get away with squeaky warm time there. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, with, with red, it would be nice to stay up on merit, obviously, but. Again, it's that thing if you only can beat what's in front of you, in front of you, and you can only deal with the league that's in front of you as well. So if that means Reading have had six took off him and we stay up or whatever, or it kicks them on and stay up comfortably, then um, I'm not sure of Reading's run. I don't know if it's difficult for them, um, but it certainly made the championship a lot more dramatic with eight games to go, hasn't it? Yeah, I do have sympathy for them, but that's yeah, that's life in it, unfortunately. Um, and then Huddersfield are the next team to talk about. Kev, anybody that thought Warnock wouldn't have an effect, I think had their heads in the cloud. He was always going to have some sort of effect, and that win against Borough was one of the results of the season. In fairness to them, that was such a good result. Um, you could never relax when Warnock's managing a team around you. No, he just he just. He just knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He's just an old dad. And he can, well, he did it with us. Look at what he did with us. Well, we had nine or ten points adrift and he came in, turned it around. And and that that were a shabby squad as well. That were right. like one thing he always says you later in his interviews, they're a good set of lads, they're a good set of lads. They are, but they're crap footballers. But he somehow manages to get the best out of some crap footballers. And that was all against Bo Race. Like, you, you, there's no, nobody, somebody will have backed it, but. Not a real football fan thought, no chance. But it was always going to do that. And like you say, any anybody getting Neil Warnock in, it's not it's not a risk. Like I mean, why didn't QPR go for him? I don't understand why QPR did not go for Neil Warnock. Yeah, uh, it's not long term, and, and Gareth Haynes, I'm sure he weren't cheap because of that to pay Wickham come off. But mm. my God, you want to stay in that league? There's only one man you want in charge, and that's him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it worries me. It scares me when he's uh, mm. around around us. Um, <laughs> We'll wrap up, just wrap up the, the fixtures for the week. Obviously, we've got West Brom. Wigan go away to Sheffield United. Um, QPR host Preston. Blackpool, Cardiff's a massive game. Reading, Birmingham, as we mentioned. And Huddersfield go to Watford, which again is a tough game. But again, you won't put it past them to pick up points there. Um, the big one there, Mickey, is Blackpool, Cardiff. The mm. one that's affected. We'll come on to team news and stuff in a bit. But if Blackpool lose, you're basically in they're done, aren't they, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you'd, you'd say so, wouldn't you? But you, you're not done until last day. You're not done until it's mathematically, uh, until you're mathematically done. Because this league is just, it's wild, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely, yeah. absolutely mad, as, as Huddersfield showed just a few days ago, you know. So we need a couple of those kind of results mm. um, to just, to, so we can just keep a watching brief on what's happening below us rather than uh, having to be involved. 
But yeah, I, <laughs> that that is a big game, um, and a draw would be best for everybody, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, let's move back onto the West Brom game. Um, our record against West Brom in general is very bad. We've only beat them twice ever. Uh, one was in 2001, the other one was in 2004, I think. Um, only one victory at home, which was at Millmore, when Swales and Unleave were scored in a 2-1 victory. Um, it's a really difficult question, Danny, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What do we need to do on Friday to pick up a win? Home game, you've got, you've got to be targeting the home games, every home game, <coughs> even yep. from our good team. Um, is it simply just create more chances, or do you think there's a bit more to it? Um, I think one is improving chance creation on the whole game, certainly, um, and possibly in general over the last couple as well. Um, but with with West Brom, I mean, where are they in the league? Let's just have a browse. I mean, five, West Brom. Yeah, five <clears throat> five places off the playoffs, so they might have a late do at that. Uh, let's see. So they're, they there's, there's like the a big, big group of teams. As uh, we got Sunderland on fifty four points in twelfth, and Norwich yeah. on in seventh on fifty seven points. So I suppose there is a little bit of a, <clears throat> of a chance West Brom sneaking into the playoffs. So they've still got that to play for, but depends on how much of a of a, of a show we put on. As well, I suppose you know we we want to get points. They want to get points for their own reasons. I, 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 it's one of them games where looking looking in from the outside for Tetmer Rovers United glasses off. If you're looking in from the outside from a footballing perspective, anything could happen with this game. West Brom could come over and steamrollers, or we could get a surprise win. You know, mm. we're at that point in the league season now where legit anything could happen. Um, I think it's one of the games where we should play to our strengths and try and stop West Brom playing the way they like to play. Uh, just getting their squad up now. So they like the 4-2-3-1, according to FootMob anyway. Um, so they've got various numbers in midfield, but only one out-and-out out attacker. But then Swift's chipping in with assists and goals as well. So midfield could be where you win it or you lose it, potentially. Which then brings back the argument of we could really do with Ollie Rathburn starting. <laughs> so, thinking about that, I'm more inclined to agree with what we said earlier about if there's any game to play Rathburn from minute one, it's Friday rather than Monday, even though he's not 100%. Um, I think they've got they've got Lee Griffiths in goal, so that'll be a nice keeper match-up between um, our Swedish number one and I believe Griffiths is an England youth player, I believe. Uh, unless I'm thinking of somebody else, but anyway. Um, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be a very, very interesting game, isn't it? and it's one o'clock kickoff as well, which yeah. makes it doubly interesting. Stupid, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, um, Ajay should be playing as far as I'm aware. There's no injury, he has played the last three or, three or four games. It's for Semi's first game back at New York, competitive game. I think he played friendly, so I'll be looking for, good to look forward to the reception he gets, which will be a brilliant one. Um, obviously, we played them just, just before Christmas, Kevin. I think it was the second game after the World Cup, and we lost 3 0. And that was one of the low points post World Cup. It was a really, really poor performance. To be fair to them, they were in a good run. I think they won ten out of eleven during that spell. But I feel like we are a different team. We were much better defensively than we were back then. They'll obviously be a different team as well. Yeah. Um, do you feel like it'd be a completely different game, or do you think we can look at that game and say this, this, this similarly, similarly might happen? I think it might happen again, depending on, on what, what 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 team Matty Taylor picks. Um, mm. Like Danny just rightly said, they're, they're a very, and we saw it on the first game, they're a very good attacking team. 
you know, we got, I, I think, I, I don't know, Daryl DK is fit, but he's got goals in him. Thomas Asante, they've got some good attacking players. Um, yeah. And if we if we play to their strengths, which is attack, then we, we, we will likely end up on the end of a two or three nil thumping again. Um, if he changes it and plays 4 5 1 or 4 4 4 2 or whatever, and we attack them, um, I think we, we could we could spring a surprise. I'm not saying we'll win, but we could get a point, which might be all right at home. But we've got to do something different. A be, best form of defense is attack, so attack and let's see what happens. We're going to lose it, losing style. Yeah, um, there's a few people sort of going saying, Mick. I, I can't find a comment out saying, great. Yeah, Tony Wood says 3 5 2 got found out. We moved to 4 3 3, which gave us some success. This has now been found out, so he says, Time to change it again to up top. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, oh, we've got enough centre backs to play three at back. There's <laughs> a question. Well, I mean, you, you, you could play five up top, as if it, but if you're not going to put ball in middle to them, it doesn't make any difference, does it? True. <laughs> Um, and I know I'm being a bit facetious there, but look, we've got to get the ball in the box. We've got to get players in the box. We're going to get ball in the box to get the players in there. Yeah, probably, arguably, we'd need to play, be playing two up front. Mm. But we just we're not going to pass our way through these championship defenders defenses with the players that we've got, and you know the the the, the time that he's had to work on whatever whatever. Um, tactics he wants to work on so for me I, I, I think it's, we need more recognised strikers on pitch now whether that's as a, as a, a two up front or a, a one and a one what, what, you know with perhaps Hugel and, and Washington behind him however that is but we need some more recognised strikers on the pitch and we need to be getting the ball into them um, yeah. and not just fannying about with it on 18 yard box or, or in corners um, we need to get it in there and, and put some pressure on teams. And the only way you're going to create a chance is by getting the ball in the box, unless you're going to be having a pop from outside, you know. And and we're not we're not putting the reason we're not creating any chances is because we're not putting ball in there. We're not even getting it in mix. So yeah, what well, Shelley comes out with the interest, main thing at the minute is the final ball. We can't cross or beat the first man for Toffee Ferguson side, and he's working on. But, so you're saying I agree with it, but I agree we should. So you've got if you've got John Hugel, you should be putting the ball in the box of John Hugel. You should be crossing the ball for that for that man. But we're, we're quite poor at doing it. Our set pieces are average. If, if Fergie's not taking it, then they are below, well below average. So from that, the counter argument would be to that, Danny, is that what's the point in putting the cross into? The, what's the point in putting the cross box? They've shown that they really struggle to do it. Yeah, I mean, but. Um... It's a, it's sort of the game Hugo likes. I mean, what, what was his what was his goal? I can't remember the team it was against, but the ball came into the box and he just slotted it home easily, and that is the sort Hugo, of goal. Right? Yeah, they're they're the sort of goals that we effectively need to be at least hitting the target every single time those balls come to us. I think we had one similar with um, with Wash. Was it against? I can't remember who that it was against either. Oh God. My, my You're right tonight, Danny. No, I'm not really. I've got a lot on my mind with uni stuff, but. Um, <laughs> That, that's Hugo's game. Is it is in the box and it's the cross, the high cross, or the low cross, and he tends to meet it and gets a shot on target. He had one goal disallowed wrongly, and then he scored the next time a similar sort of ball came in. But we can't get those balls in every single time. Sometimes it's more of the slower build up, working your way in and stuff. But with those sort of moves, we hold the ball a little bit too much and then end up going backwards rather than advancing still with it. And I think that's why you need the two, because then you can have the one option or the other option. Um, 
if you can hear snoring in the background, it's because the dog's asleep, by the way. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's the dog that's asleep. I thought um, the yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the dog's fast asleep and upside down. He's uh, just seen that the plane queue behind his god now I've switched off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if we're not going to get those types of balls into the box that Hugo likes, then you're going to say he's going to he's had a poor game because he's not had the serve that he needs, you know what I mean? Um, I sort of agree with 4-3-3 getting found out a little bit, um, but that's when you need to switch it again. You know, you need to be more fluid with your formations. If one isn't working, switch it. But you need to understand it's not working between matches rather than switching it mid-game because then that brings up its own issues all together. Mm. Football manager. But they go and it's something different again. We're not, no, we're not playing terrible. 4-3-3, though, are we? Sorry, that, that's, I said well, we're not playing 4-3-3, and that's the issue. We're playing a 4-3-2-1. So that, that, that front three, there's no press there. There's no press. Hubel's on his own trying to, trying to press. Well, the, we did it at times against Hulder, didn't we? We did, we did press. Yeah, to a degree. To a degree, but far too often, Hubel is a, is a lone striker. It's not a front three. Um, and, and that's because the midfield that we've got are just not effective enough or haven't been effective enough. Uh, no, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, we'll come back onto that. Hugel, John Mills says Hugel will be up for it as he was woeful for West Brom. And that was being played. Yeah, I remember when he signed for us. A lot of West Brom fans commenting he's the worst striker that's ever played from that kind of thing. So mm. he's, guaranteed, he's guaranteed to score on Saturday, I suppose, on Friday. Um <laughs> So we need to go two strikers, Kev. I, th- I think I think most most of the fans would say that's what we need to do. Where are mm. you taking that man from? Where where is it? Where, where are you changing that to go to up top? I don't know, but I, I just think we, we we know we know our West Brom are a big team. Not only are they good going forward, the big lads at back. I mean, yeah. I can't remember. Is it Bartlett? I think and and mm. Semi Ajayi yeah. got some height there. And with no offense to you, Will, he can jump. Can he win? I'm not sure he can challenge them two. I'd I'd bring I'd I'd have to bring Eves or Kelly into the mix, but they haven't had enough game time, so it's it's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one. Ideally, you, you want to play on Benny and and Hugel up front, but I just think if we're going to play that type of of game, we get the ball into the box. We need some height, which would be Eves or Kelly. But Taylor clearly doesn't think neither of those two are ready or good enough for for the championship. So 
It's a tough one, really. I, I'm, I'm not. I'll Benny and play four four two, so we're not actually losing anyone, but just, just moving it that way. Yeah, we'll put we'll put Fosso out out right. Yeah, I think so. Even though I do think Fosso is a better centre mid, um, I just think yeah, he utilises him out right, and let's see what happens. But I, I'd, I'd love to see a big lad. I'd love to see one of the big lads come in and get at least give him a chance. Yeah, yeah, I think. From the from attacking sense, make uh, not impressed a minute because I do, but I do agree with you. Hugo needs help around him. Whether, whether it is you know a big one to help take the pressure away from winning the winning those balls, or whether it's Wash just to do the, to do the dirty work for him. He wins his fair share of balls. To be, to be fair to Hugo, he wins a good amount of good amount of balls. He can hold the ball up pretty well. He's just so 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 isolated. He's desperate yeah, for yeah. just somebody to be near him. And, and Fosu doesn't doesn't get close enough to him when, he, when he's playing central. It's one reason or another, maybe a bit deeper than, than maybe he needs to be. But Hugo is crying out for help. Yeah, yeah. He is. And Georgie Kelly's the man to do it, isn't he? The bottom line is, Georgie Kelly, much as his level is has been what it's been in the past, he is probably the only natural goal scorer that we've got because he is a natural goal scorer. You give him an opportunity in that in that six yard box at whatever level he's playing at, and he will hit the target nine times out of ten. You know, you know he will. Um, whether it's off his backside or or a, or a sweet, you know, a sweet volley, whichever, he will do it. So, does it, for me, there's a strong argument that if you're gonna if you if you are gonna play two, you're gonna play Hugo and Kelly um, because. Well, Kelly, uh, Hugo will hold the ball up, and and Kelly can run off him, and you know he, he will create something when he's in that in in that eighteen yard box. So, yeah, I think I'd go with those two for me. I think Hugo will also probably counteract Kelly's nous. He's a bit he's a bit keen sometimes, isn't he? Whereas Hugo's yeah. got all the nous that's needed at this level. So I think that maybe maybe helps with that. Danny, do you agree? If you if you want to see a second striker, would, would it be Kelly or or Wash or Eves or Chill. Um, <clears throat> I think because I personally would like to see Hugo and Kelly up top mm. because it's something we've not really seen before. Um, and if we've not seen it before, then the opposition haven't seen it before, and so they won't really know how to prepare for it fully. Um, we've seen Ogbeni up top with Wash before. Um, and that had its advantages, but also its disadvantages. I mean, if, if it were me personally, I'd have uh, Hugo and Kelly up top, and maybe Ogbeni pushed further out right out towards the right. I know he likes yeah. being that striker position, but if he's pushed further out right, then it offers you a different shift in midfield. You can even have Kelly sipping slightly deeper in, and Ogbeni moving up into the two. Um, and then you've got your three up top during certain passages of play, but then in other passages of play, you can have Ogbeni switching back into the right-hand side and then either having um, <clears throat> Kyoso, Harding, Pelts at the right-back and then right in, in the middle, etc., etc. Um, but for, if you were to go two out and out, I'd go Hugo into Kelly because you've got the big man and then you've got the bulldozer. Mm. Yeah, I think, we all, I think we mostly agree with, with that one. Uh, Michael Carnell says, take Connor Coventry off. Like I said, he doesn't go in for the 50-50 challenge. We'll come on for midfield in a minute. Uh, Power Mag, see, he did, bring, he did try to bring Kelly on yeah. against Cardiff, so I think he must yeah. wait. True. And we were bad, though. I think we were desperate for anything at that point. 
Um, Shelley says Foster out wide. Feel like I need to see if he can offer it something a little bit different. Phil says Foster is better out on the left. That's where he's been most, most dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then you lose yeah. the best cross on the ball in Jim Ferguson. So it's what do you do there? Um, midfield, Kev kind of commentary came in for a bit of criticism from us on uh, on on the last episode. He's really for me. He's really struggling at the minute. And yeah. if 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 Matt Taylor can take that, I don't we obviously don't have the loan, loan mm. obligations. But I feel like he just needs time out. If you put Jamie Lindsay and Adolphin in there as, a, as a, even as just as a two, I think that'd give us a lot of physicality and a lot of energy, which is we 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 can only have one or the other at the minute. It seems. Mm. Yeah, I, I I do feel a bit of a Coventry because there are, I have seen glimpses of him, mm. um, and he has got quality. And it and that sounds. Not the fun we've seen him, but he will go on to play in Premier League. That kid, West Ham, think very highly of him. Yeah. Um, whether he's right for us or not, and I, and I do think he's been unfairly criticised in some parts. But like I said, there has been quite a few instances where um, there's some, some tackles. He's not gone in fully, fully on it. He's, he's made a few mistakes, which led to some. I think his mistake led to the Hulls attack, which yeah. Kenny had no no chance of bringing him down. Um, but yeah, maybe there's something in his contract that he has to play. I don't know, but I think he needs a rest. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd bring him out, take him out of the firing line because it, it, young lad like that, he's on loan, he's clearly a quality player. It's not going to do any good getting heavily criticized by us and our fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And, and the best thing when we've been best recently, Mick, it's been we've had a bit, a bit of intensity and a bit of energy about us, and at times he does suck that out of us. And again, I think I, I think that's a confidence thing. I really do think he's just back, so so low on confidence. Uh, but but for, again, for me, Jimmy Lindsay and nothing. The only thing you lack is a good somebody who can put his foot on the ball. That's the only thing you lack. But again, Coventry's not giving us that at the minute. Again, I think probably because of confidence. So this game would make sense for me. I don't know what you think. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure that we're asking. He's doing the. Uh, we're asking him to do a job that is 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 capable of doing. I think he's more of a. I don't think he's not a combative midfielder, is he? No. You know, he, he, he's not. Yeah. And, and and to be fair, they're not they're not really much use in Premier League combative midfielders, are they? You know, combative sure. anything's not much use in Premier League because if you are, you'll just get booked and sent off every game because people will be throwing themselves all over the place. Mm. So it, it's not. It, it, I don't think it's necessarily is anything to do with his ability. I just think it, it doesn't fit into. The way that we're playing at the moment, um, we, we need some more aggression in there. Uh, a la Ollie Rathbone and a la Jamie Lindsay um, to, to play that holding role in front of the defence. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think it's I think it may be maybe worth him sitting this one out um, and, and and getting some and get, like you said, Lindsay and the Dauphin, assuming that uh, Ollie Rathbone is not going to play uh, mm. for, for whatever reason. Yeah, um, Phil says. Let's be fair. Most of our players have struggled lately. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose yeah. we're, we're, in a, we're in a dip. Um, yeah. I don't think. I don't think we singled him out, Matt, at all. No, no I don't I, think so. Yeah. You know, I think, I, I, like Kev says, I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with what Kev said there. There is definitely a player in there without a shadow yeah. of a doubt, and he will play, play Premier League football yeah. again. No question about it. Um, but I don't know whether he fits. With what we've got at the moment, totally. yeah. Michael Carnell says, "How long do you need to give Coventry to shine? He's been playing more than ten games and still not done anything." Yeah, Matthew, this, is, this, this is the problem with loan players, though, isn't it? 
you, the, the whole point of a loan player is to come in and have an instant impact. And when you don't have an instant impact, especially when you come in January, Danny, that's even that's even more difficult just to rock up in January, having not played for the first six months of the season, and to be good and to be brilliant. Um, and it's, it, it's well, it's difficult for any loan player, especially a young loan player who's not played that much. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think as well with um, him being attached to a Premier League club, obviously there is going to be some sort of appearance clause in his loan contract out. Uh, it just depends on what the number is. Um, but for, for, if, if it is a confidence thing with Coventry, sometimes the best confidence boost is actually to sit out and watch the game from a different perspective because the game is very different sat in the dugout than it is actually playing the game because you can actually watch your passages of play better and understand what your role is. <clears throat> it's like if you sit out and go, oh, that's what he's doing, then you apply it and then you can build on it from there. For example, if we have uh, Coventry as the defender in front of the defence, if Coventry mm. comes out and a Dauphin comes in and does that and a Dauphin plays a blinder, that then says to Coventry, right, he's done that, I need to replicate it or else I'm not going to get back in the team. And then that trickles along and brings the confidence back because then it'll transfer to training, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, <clears throat> but I do agree with, with Coventry. There is a shining light in that player, 100%. There's, there's a reason why he's come through a Premier League academy and mm. has been building up steadily. Um, there was a comment about being sent to the Championship to harden up. Can't, ah, from, from John Morell, yeah, he's been sent out to the Championship to harden up. Yeah, potentially. But then, because it's January, he might be a little bit scared of getting injured, but then that transfers to the confidence issue, etc. Um, it, it's a very hard decision for Matt Taylor. Do you keep him in the team and hope he, he finds the form and finds the confidence in the run of games? Or do you take him out, let him have a shakedown, and then go again? That's the decision he needs to make. But for me personally, I'd bring Coventry out, and like we said, bring a Dauphin and Lindsay in. Or if Rathbone, if we decide to start Rathbone, then I'd go for um, maybe Rathbone and a Dauphin yeah. to start with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we saw it with Ben Wiles that you know his confidence was low because of the transfer stuff at the start of the season. He scored a goal, and, and things changed. Coventry is not the type of player to go score a goal, so you've got to find a different way um, to hopefully pick up some confidence. Hopefully, mm. um, we have Shelley says Hailder or Kyoso in Pelts hasn't done anything wrong, but it's just different outlet with Kyoso. That's the one, Kevin. If we do, if we do put Chio more as a proper wing and more of a four-four-two type thing, I would like to see Kyoso alongside him. But but it seems like that's, that's very harsh on Pelty. If Pelty is fit, he's done absolutely nothing wrong. But he's just no. he's not as attacking, is he? No. No, he's not. And Kyoso is more an athlete, and I think he's. Mm. I think he, he could. It could be what we need down that side. But he's another one you make. Make makes you makes you think. Does Taylor like him? Does Taylor fancy him as that? Because he's not. He's certainly not. He's, he's ready. He's fit. But he's never. He's not been given a chance. So um, obviously, we we don't we we're not fortunate to get to see training. So we don't know what happens in training. Um, but I, I I agree with you. I'd, I'd like to see Kyoso come in and give him a chance. Um, like I say, it's, it's surprisingly. Bigger than he looks on the pitch. He's, he's, he's a big lad. He's but but he's very athletic. So I'd, I'd like I'd like to see him bombing up and down for sure. Yeah, but not not nothing against Pelts. I, I think Pelts has done very well. Um, but uh, very old as well. Yeah, two games again. Two games in four days. That might be a bit yeah. It's bit tough. More. Yeah. Um, he also Casey Olsky's that physicality. He's a threat in the opposition mm. box as well as as well as anything else, which we we seem to be missing for some well, since Woody's been dropped out of the team. 
We've got yeah. nothing in the opposition box from set pieces, which is why we don't score as many, probably. Um, left back, Mick. Yelda has been mentioned. Yelda's been very, very good. But Bramall had one of his best games of recent months, to be fair, against, uh, against Hull. I know John said in the mention they've got they're pretty strong in the fullback area. That may be another reason to keep Bramall in to mop up the mistakes and just shows that pace to get out of jail, basically. Yeah, um, but that would be the same argument to have Kyoso in on the other side. Uh, yeah. Pelt's got uh, 36 year old man's pace, hasn't he, as well? You know, but the, the greatest respect to the lad, you know, he's not, uh, he's no Peter Kyoso when it comes to uh, getting up and down that wing, is he? So, um, yeah, Colin Bramall. Or Hilda, I don't mind. I don't mind if if you if you're going to bring Hilda back, and I, I'd like to see him back to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think he does give you he, he does give you something that little bit extra. Um, I'd I'd be looking at potentially swapping Bramall out for Fergie, um, put Fergie up further up front, because again they can cross they can they can work together much like Kiosu and Benny can in terms of uh, overlapping etc. And they've both got the pace, so that mm-hmm. that might be my um, my suggestion, uh, if Matt Taylor's watching, which is not, <laughs> you, you never, never know. know. Might get back to him <laughs> somehow. Um, thought the hope this doesn't. Phil says the most worrying thing is that a manager doesn't appeal to be able to change anything to improve our play, even with all our injuries. I mean, that's part of the problem, Danny, isn't it? The injuries. I think if if Rathbone mm. don't get injured, I think things are different. If Wiles is still fit, things are different. If all our central defenders that we've ever had don't get injured, things things different. Just been, it's just been one of those things. We, we've we've got injuries in key areas, in very key areas. Yeah, <clears throat> we do. I mean, if if nobody get got injured, I mean, we would have the likes of Sean Morrison and Grant Hall, yeah. just completely giving giving a different option in defence. <clears throat> but yeah, like you say, it's just injuries in, in key areas that are sort of tripping us up a little bit, and you know we don't have the biggest squads, so it. It is a depth issue, but then you know season tickets might have gone up by more than a quid Quite if we had small players. Um, I mean, for uh, the comment from Shelley, any news on Tyler Blackett's injury? Um, I believe is in contention for Friday, so yeah. that could that could be um, Humphreys out because I believe he's ill. Uh, so that could be Humphreys out, Blackett in, then okay. maybe Wright, one of them two, shall That's we say? Yeah, it's just injuries that have tripped us up. But with the comment about the manager not wanting to improve things, I mean, we improved for two minutes against Cardiff when he completely changed the system. It's just a shame that the heavens opened. <laughs> of course, we'd have won that game, Danny. And we'd have definitely yeah. won it. We yeah, definitely. Three points there. Definitely. We should have carried on after three hours waiting for pitch to dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go for some predictions and then we'll maybe mention the season ticket stuff. Uh, Kev, what do you reckon for Friday's big game? I'm going to, I'm going to go one nil Rotherham. I just think it's going to be, it's going to be a tight affair if we, if we play the right, I think he's got to, he's got to change it. He knows he's got to change it. He can't, he can't sit back. So I think if he does and we get a bit of Robert Green, I can see a sneak in a one nil. like it. Nick? Uh, well, I, I got like I say, I mean, we're looking for being negative last time out, so I'm going positive this time. We are going to go for it. We're going to go for it from off uh, two one of them. I thought you were going to go like four nil or something. Then no. we're building up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not prepared to go that positive. <laughs> Fair enough, Danny. 
Um, we're going to change it to four four two, proper Brexit style football, and we're going to get one nil win just off just off Kelly's left knee or something. There you go. Okay. I will go two one as well, the same as Mick. Uh, Mike says one one. Harvey Kelwick one nil. Powered one one. Steve Gundy one nil. Reg says two one to Miller's got a good feeling. John Morell says he thinks Baggies will be too strong for us. He says three one. Which so does Phil. Birmingham fan tipping baggies to win. Oh, John, <laughs> you will not be able to show your face. <laughs> um, Kim Hillard is saying back to back clean sheets, which would be impressive. Um, positivity. I see it's a big week. I mean, oh, we, it, last Easter was the game we beat Ipswich on telly, and that was a bit of a turning point in the promotion push last season. We won Wednesday, lost McDonald's, lost. So hopefully we can have a similar sort of weekend. Um, that, that was uh, one o'clock as well, wasn't it? After all, that, I think. Oh, one, uh, one. It, were, <laughs> it were a beautiful day and all. Mm. One. Um, similar sort of performance and we will uh, we'll, we'll win. If we play similar, play similar intensity, similar positivity, yeah. I think we'll win. Um, just a quick one from Kimbo Sports. They've asked us to do a drawing of some, one of their teams to win, a team to win a match ball. Um, so the winner of the match ball is Jockey Romarsh, some league team. They're going to win a match ball from Kimbo Sports. Thank you, Kimbo, mm-hmm. for helping them out. Um, Mick, season tickets, season ticket increase. Everybody's season tickets have increased, um, except Spurs. You know, they're sticking at 800 pounds for the season. <laughs> um, How much? Yeah. Oh, um, oh, God, I'm, this, I'm glad I was sat down when you said that. Good grief. Um, to be fair, I've, I've, I, this has been rel- relatively positively received on social media. When you, when you see increases, in tickets of any price, you tend to see a bit of negativity. Um, general thoughts and feelings of it. What is, what is it for? Well, it's four eighty for a, for a newcomer in the main stand or in the family stand. Um, I think it's four forty five in the in the cop. What are you, what are your thoughts on the on the increase, Mick? I have no issue with it, mate. We've 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 been here eleven years, is it now at New York Stadium? And I don't know how many increases we've had in that period, but you can count them on one hand exactly. Um, so I, you cannot complain. I, I do. I, well, I'm sure some people can. I'm not going to complain no. because I have no issue with it whatsoever. Um, and it's not as though it's gone up a lot either, is it? You know, no pound a game on average, it's gone up, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's like a pound and six p or something, isn't it? Because that six p yeah. makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah, so so after the, for a new for a new season ticket holder, it's four eight five on the either on the sides four forty five at the cop renewals four forty for the sides and four oh five for the uh, for cop. Playing devil's advocate, Danny, that's a lot of money for League One football if we go down. So somebody will pay me nearly five hundred pounds for a season ticket worth of League One football, and that is a lot. Yeah, I would agree that that will be a lot for League One football, but I suppose it could be a bit of confidence that the club thinks we're going to stay up. So, mm. with with that, you know, for me to be a a four oh five renewal at North Stand, that's not bad yeah. at all for Championship football. <clears throat> but if we do go down, we are going to have um, a bit more of a higher running cost due to the players we've signed this season on longer contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the price of football has just gone up as a whole. Really, so you could say it's more money in pot next season if we do go down to go back up again, just through season ticket sales and such of the like. Not a lot, but a fair bit. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's 11 years 
moving into 11 years at New York now and it's gone up twice. Mm. And both times it's been by a quid a game on average, mm. which is bad yeah. at all. As a team that wants to establish themselves in the championship, you wouldn't put it past some clubs to put them up by a fiver a game mm. or, or even more. But um, just a quid, quid and six p a game, I'm happy with that. Yeah, look, and the leads are in the Premier League. I think theirs have gone by ten percent or something like that. Which again, theirs weren't cheap to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Darby says, "I think we would potentially be the most expensive ticket in League One if we get relegated." Yeah, possibly. But this is this is the thing, Kev. We don't, as a club, we don't necessarily rely on Tony Stewart to pay twenty million quid on you know on wage bill. A lot, of, um, a lot of our income comes through season tickets. So yeah. and, and, t- and match day tickets and whatnot. So it makes sense that we have to have an increase only for the second time in however many years. Yeah, I think so. And you know, I'm, I'm percentage wise, what is it? Two, probably about two percent, maybe at that. Mm. Um, I think it's been a lot more across board other clubs. You know, yeah, all right, cost of living has gone up for everybody's household, but that that as for businesses as well. So you know, like security will be more next year because IPM will be paying more wages. You know, the, yeah. the catering, everything's more expensive. So they've got to cover it somewhere. And like I said, wages have gone up as well, so they've got to cover that. Um, I don't. I actually meant too many grumbles on it, to be fair. No, I, I even, I've, even, I've even seen some people say it should be more and put more in Kitty for players transfer. I don't agree with that, but... I'm <laughs> 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 bothered about that. But mine actually hasn't gone up because fi- we got a five-year one, so we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'm not right, bothered. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it though we have to cover loss of revenue on an entire fixture as well because of um, what we said what the club said with the Cardiff game you know like you can refund it if you want if not then you just get back in for for free effectively so we've got an entire loss of revenue in a fixture plus like you say Kev mm-hmm. everything else has gone up and to say it's only gone up by by a quid and 6p it's not bad at all everything considered mm. no there would have been insurance. Yeah. Would that insurance for that? Just think cancellation. I, I would have thought they'd have something in Possibly. place. Because it's a lot. It's a lot of money. For, it's a lot of money for the club to mm. pay out again. I, I think so. They probably probably mm. something. Are you, are you saying this is an insurance job then, Kev? That yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to bring that one into the mix. I've not seen that one there at all. You set that rumor off. <laughs> Don't tell the IUFC. I'll have a field day with that. <clears throat> <laughs> the insurance squidget job. I thought that would be called in future. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Anything else you want to cover? We've, done, we've gone quick time here tonight. Anything else we need to mention uh, ahead of this weekend's game? Uh, Kimbo Sports Consort. Have you seen this? Sheffield Wednesday season tickets start at 3.95. Ipswich run all the 3.53. Yeah, 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 but they're, but they're small clubs. We're a massive club. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> What Wayne's neglecting to mention there is that all those three hundred ninety-five pound season tickets are the ones behind pillars. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference when you got twenty, you got twenty thousand people who knew at that price. We get what six, five or six thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. a massive difference. Yeah. Yes, I should. Yeah. Anything else we need to mention that we've not ticked off? There's not, not been a great deal happening. The uh, Rotherham. That hasn't already been squashed by somebody's dad. <laughs> Just what, what if it turns out that were true, though? We're all going to feel all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look very foolish. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time, would it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, right. We will end it there. So thank you, everybody, for being with us. Away, Matt. 
Yeah, Mick, pick somebody. You did it last time. I'll close my eyes again and, and just click on it. Just don't pick somebody in Australia. No, you can't power my power on it last time. Oh, God, Benny. <laughs> He's not in it. He's not in it. And John doesn't want one if, unless, unless it's blue. I ain't got a blue one. <laughs> there has been other people. Harvey Kelwick, yeah. You can double click with Harvey Kelwick. There you go. Anyway, there Harvey, uh, please contact us on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> or whatever. Send us a DM and we'll meet arrange to meet you on Saturday. Friday. Friday. Um, there we go. Uh, please do subscribe wherever you are. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, please do subscribe um, and get involved. Instant Reaction will be up on Friday afternoon at some point, uh, probably. Uh, and then we'll be back <laughs> on Sunday evening for the standard preview. We'll re preview Norwich. The long trip down in Easter Monday to Norwich mm. City, which will be a great laugh, I'm sure. Mm. Um, Danny, nice to have you back with us tonight. Thank you very much, mate. Yep, always a pleasure. I'm heading off to edit my apply project now, so that's fun. As long as you get done before Friday, it's fine. Oh, he's due at Thursday <laughs> at three o'clock, so it'll be done by okay. then. That's not a big trouble. <laughs> Kev, always a pleasure to have you back, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, and and uh, make all sort out of the, the contract stuff. I'll sort of, you know, extra beer. You know, upgrade from Carlsberg <laughs> for next time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll see you in pub on Friday and we'll uh, we'll sort it out. <laughs> no worries. Thank you, everybody. I will see you next time. All the bills. Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.